ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy. I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. I ain't really got a lot of thoughts, I just pack them in a box. So I popped up on this pod, now I'm outside of the box. When I pop up on the clock, last thing I think is talk. See, I'm winning it now, loving it three and a thou. They peeping my style, keeping it now, steadily growing my Dow Jones. Oh no, these kids be thinking they prowl. Oh no, no, immediately throwing the towel. See, when it's different, it's different. Go position by position, ain't no issue commission. As a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing, cause I be willing and dealing. Find me the trade, cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 167 of the Dynasty Junkies podcast. A proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network, the DAP Network, if you will. I'm your host tonight, Andrew Hall at Andrew Hall FF. With me in the side seat is Drew at DR underscore PRA. How are you tonight, Drew? I'm good. I'm happy to be here with you guys. Yeah, it's a Thursday in December, like we were just saying, talking football. And I've got, uh, we've got, I should say, we've got one of the, the people that I interact with on Twitter, I feel like a lot these days. Uh, Mike Stoyanov. Am I saying that right, Mike Stoyanov? Is yeah, that- Mike Stoyanov. That's it. Stoyanov. I guess if we were in Ukraine or Bulgaria, it would be Stoyanov, but we're not. So, <laughs> you know, everyone calls me Stoyanov here. Stoyanov it is. Awesome. Well, no, it's uh, it's great having you on. I know we were talking about this before the show a little bit and, and via Twitter even this week, how you're not really big into Dynasty. You've been playing fantasy for a long time, though. So why don't you kind of get into some of your history of fantasy and then we can pivot a little bit into, you know, what we're going to be talking about tonight. I mean, I, I love fantasy, and I have for a long, long time. I'm quite old. I mean, I started playing when, like, you'd get the paper on Monday and, like, pour <laughs> over your stats. And, like, if something was wrong, you'd have to call. Or if you saw a guy you wanted to pick up, some news broke, you'd have to call the commissioner right away and be like, I want to pick this guy up. Did anyone call? I got him, right? <laughs> like, it was, like, seriously old school. And, uh, yeah, I've been, so I go way back and, uh, it was all redraft all the time for a long time. And then I dipped a toe in the water a, a few years back with a keeper league and an auction keeper league. And I was like, I love this because that, well, again, what we were talking about earlier about how like, you know, redraft you people, redraft folk, like around this time of year, you're like, Oh, it's ending. Like the, you know, you start to get really morose yeah. and, uh, you know, with the keeper league, it's not as intensive and it's not, you know, it's it, it's just a little bit less than Dynasty, but you still get that, like, you know, you're going to have some guys from yeah. before and you can build yeah. sort of a Dynasty and like, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. But I am here to learn tonight about Dynasty. I mean, I understand the game, obviously, but I definitely will uh, uh, defer to you guys, the experts uh, in uh, all things sort of. Uh, I don't dynasty. know if I want to call us experts. Expert. Uh, yeah, Where are the experts? I'm, I'm looking. I don't know. We're not. We're, we're just junkies. We're just addicted it's a sliding to this scale. Game. Like yeah. I mean, I'm just saying I know nothing. So to me, well, you guys are experts. So I can, guess that's Mike, can fair. You, uh, yeah. Can you put a, a rough estimate on the number of years you've been playing fantasy football? Then, uh, thirty at least. Okay. I'd say. Um, can you see, probably even more? Probably closer to thirty-five. There you go. I mean, I took. I remember like early Emmett Smith. I remember yeah. like Edger and James's rookie year. Like I remember like someone taking him, and I was like rookie running back. Good luck. Like this was before. <laughs> like that was you know same with like a guy took like Randy Moss. It was like hey yeah. man, you can draft rookie wide receivers. I mean, let me just yeah. fill you in. And then like he literally changed that metric. Like yeah. so like there's Blew a lot. Up. I've seen a lot of. You know, like I grew up in the world where it's like, if you don't have like three great running backs, you're a fool. Like if you take anything other than running backs and it took me a long time to sort of realize that like, oh, the game has changed. Like that's not, you know what, maybe I should like look the wide receiver is the new running back, you know. Yeah. With the times. Yeah. No, I love that. And I think too. From from age, I just went, there's like in my, people my age, like when I first started playing, if you had a knee ACL, you're you're you were done. Your career yeah. was over, and it takes it took the old timers a long time mm. to sort of figure out. And like I was always very reticent up at literally up until a few years ago of like, oh, but that guy had an ACL. Like I just yeah. 
not ever going to be the same. And like young kids are yeah. like, what are you even talking about, old man? He's yeah. Wait, we got, speaking of old man, too, we've got like Aaron Rodgers about to come back from an Achilles injury, it seems like. Like, what the that's heck is that? Insane. Like, that's bonkers to me. There's exactly. no way that happens, right? Just I know insane. that's it. Just the the advances in the sports medicine are really, uh, really phenomenal. Uh, and that, yeah, was a learning curve for me, for sure, as an old man who was like, you know, you you'd st- anything happens to you on the field and you're done. You're done. Your yeah. career is over. Sorry. I, my favorite thing as I've gotten older is uh, I used to, I mean, I've been playing for probably 20 years or so myself. And I remember thinking at the time, like, well, you know, these guys are older than me. They're you know stronger than me. They're faster than me. And now I'm like, well, I'm older than them, but they're still stronger than me and faster than me. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I'm just older than them. And so the only real difference is when I say something like, oh, I don't know, that guy's old. He's 31. I'm like, oh my God, like I just turned 42. You know what I mean? Like, what the hell? Oh man, I wish, I wish I remember 42. But that's what I'm saying. Like it's it, age is relative too, right? But it's like exactly, it's funny to talk exactly. about these players. And in Dynasty, we talk a lot about age and, and injuries do matter and things like that. But right. you hit on something I wanted to use, and maybe we can use this as a way in. You, you talked about dipping your toe into the keeper world. I think keeper was what got me started too, right? Like I was in redraft. I was in all these leagues. Scott Fishbowl, of course, which we'll get into. But right. then, of course, you know, you get into the keeper leagues. You start getting into things that you can like hold on to your players over the next into Sorry, the next my season. Wife just came in. I had to. That, if anyone's wondering why I just stuck my tongue out, my wife, myself. That was uh, terrific. That's terrific. Well, no, I, I, where I'm going with this, like, you know, keeper is kind of that first idea, right? But you don't really have anything. You're not really doing anything in the off season most of the time. Right. You're just kind of waiting for the next year to start. Well, in Dynasty, I, you know, you can keep making trades, right? right? The championship of your fantasy league will happen in week 17 or 18, if you're ridiculous. And then <laughs> trades open right back up in January right. and you're, you're going again and you're making trades for rookie picks. And then the rookie draft happens in May usually or June in some leagues, right? And then right. so like there's always something to do. So I guess I'm just curious as someone who is into, into keeper, are you looking into dynasty? Are you considering moving to dynasty or is it still just like, I don't know if I'm there yet? I honestly think because of like of my obsessive nature and my OCD tendencies, I, I'm a little I'm a little afraid to go any further than keeper because I'm the commissioner in my mm. keeper league now. So like by May, I'm already starting to look at like oh well i gotta compile the spreadsheets for everyone so they know how much everyone's gonna cost and like who am i gonna keep and like starting to like ruminate like already if i were in dynasty it would be just i would have no other life and i actually like when because i love video games and tv and movies and traveling and like i have other interests and i love having (laughs) three or four months off where i'm just not and now like you said with scott fish uh, like by May, I'm starting to really think, and again, you hope for that invite every year, but you start yeah. thinking because it's sort of the first, it's the beauty and the brilliance of it. It's like the, it kicks off the season yeah. and everyone yep. knows about it and everyone's really into it. And Twitter like comes back to life, like magic, yep. like in June, like when the Scott Fish invites start going out and like, it's just so fun. But, uh, yeah. no, yeah. Scott Fish is a terrific I, kickoff. Yeah. Right. So long, long, long story short, I guess. I'm a little afraid to go any deeper. And I think dynasty would just be a little, it's like why I don't do baseball, like mm. fantasy baseball. It's just too, yeah. first of all, I'm not a huge baseball fan, but secondly, I just, the depth that you have to like the constant and the, it's just, too, it's just a little too much for me, I think. So I'm very happy. I don't disagree. People. I don't disagree, but I will say that once, once you crack that seal, like once you, once you pop that top, it's hard to stop. Right. That's, so that's, why, I'm what not, I that's why I'm not popping. No, that I don't top. blame you. I don't blame <laughs> you. And I understand. Uh, I will say this though. I, I highly recommend getting into like at least a casual dynasty league, something that you can kind of have in your back pocket. There is, there, there are definitely some benefits to having a couple at least. And I'll say this, I say oh. this to everybody that I talk to where it's like, it's nice to be able to like in March when free agency starts, like, right. and, you know, kind of speculating on players and you start hearing things and you're like, Oh, uh, Julio Jones might get signed by this team. Well, let me go send right. an offer real quick and let me see if it, you know what I mean? Like, that's what makes it fun for me is that, like the NFL season is 24, seven, 365. And why not right. have fantasy the same way? So that's my mentality. I don't think you're wrong for playing it however you want to play it, but that's kind of where my head goes. And right. Drew, I guess I'm curious too. I don't know if I've talked to you exactly about this, but what was your, uh, what was your gateway drug to dynasty? Like, what was it that got you in and are you glad you're here or are you upset? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Phil, that's a loaded question. Uh, it is. Well, it, it's a similar, similar, you know, stair step to get there. Uh, my oldest league is a redraft league that I, I'm still in about oh, 15 years later or so um, with pretty much it's a 10 team league. And I think six 
of the 10 of us are still together from when I started. So it's held on to some, some of the core folks and it really it's one of the guys, his son plays with us now. So it's there you go. kind of an extension of him. And it's we're starting to see some of that happen. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. And then a couple of years into it, we changed it to a keeper league where we were able to keep a couple of players each year, but you can only keep them for one year. So just added a little bit of strategy to your trades each year. Like, Hey, you know what? I'm out. Let me give you this guy that's producing for your playoff run. You give me the young guy that, you know, I want as a keeper next year as a super late pick. And I, I feel like I get a head start on next season already. Um, and then uh, went into a one quarterback dynasty league and got introduced to MFL that way. Mm. And uh, from there, knew that I wanted to kind of blend the dynasty with a two quarterback feel. And then that's kind of where I made my way to super flex. Yeah. Um, yeah it seems like you've, you've done all of the different things, just like I kind of did same kind of process where it's like, all right, let me try one more wrinkle this year. Let me try one more yeah. wrinkle. Like you just, and, and that was probably back in 2018, I think was my first dynasty season that I did. And I know before mm. that I was in a keeper league for like 10 years before that. And I was that guy in our keeper league that just couldn't stop making trades. Like I would send so many offers. I would just <laughs> spam the league. And to the point where I was getting frustrated that they weren't replying fast enough or they weren't sending me counters. So I'm like, I just need to join more leagues. And then that's what I did. Oh and God. I've just gone too far the other way now. But That increases your volume, more leagues. Exactly. It, it scratches it that itch much more as a junkie, right? I just oh, need yeah. that hit. I just need well, that Well, I will trail. say, as, as speaking of popping the top, I have sort of quasi-tentatively agreed to uh, our our Scott Fishbowl division, Krusty Burger, as we've all hit it off, and we're like, nice. this is the league, and so they're circulating the idea of a, a dynasty best ball league. So oh, I was like, all right, okay. well at least it's like a one and done, and like so. But I am afraid that is it's gonna it's it's a gateway, it's a gateway league. Well, to just I will say this: best up. ball is a lot easier, and I think that's probably the way to go for people that don't want to get addicted. That's the only I mean, reason I was like. Yeah. I don't want to be in, I'm in four leagues. I love it. You know, that's because I just don't want to like be rooting for and rooting against Mm. everyone every week. It's like that kind of spoils it for me. So I wanted to keep it. I have a different opinion there because I like being able to, to not worry about players anymore. When I was only in three or four leagues and and I, you know, say only I'm in, you know, 40 now. So like when I was in three or four leagues, it was like, I, I, my, my whole day like swung on these certain (laughs) players. And now yeah. I've got a pretty much some of everybody. I'm just like, well, all right. It just makes football a little bit more fun and less stressful for me. I'm not right. saying that's for everybody. Because it's definitely like stressful in other ways. But yeah, it's it's like stress in the living and dying with like a certain guys, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that was like me with Burrow this year, sadly. Um, well, I guess the the only I have a couple of questions, obviously, in the show sheet, but I wanted to ask because uh, Drew mentioned this too. Are you playing in any other other than Scott Fishbowl? Are you playing in any other Superflex leagues? Like, do you feel like that's something that you're seeing more often? Or are you still in the in the one QB leagues? Like, what are you thinking? I am only in one one QB league, but the other two leagues are both two QB leagues, not nice. super flex okay. leagues. Although I am tempted to to switch mine to super flex. Um, but that it's essentially the same thing. And the you know, your ADP for QBs ends up basically the same. So uh it's like being in three super flex leagues. Nice. Yeah, two QB is different. I will say that I'm in one two tight end league, which is a little bit bonkers for me. Like That's you have to start two tight end. Man, that tight end's already pretty bleak. Now I'm having right. to start a second one. Ah, it's just disgusting. Well, but it's well, disgusting for everyone, right? Yeah. Like, kind of. Well, I was going to add a tight end in the league I commission, and then instead of that, I just decided to add two two more flex spots, nice. which then made eight or ten tight ends startable. But you there you go. You didn't have to. So yeah, I thought that's that the way to do it. The answer, but uh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. And I think Drew, you're probably in more super flex leagues than one QB now. Would that be a fair statement, or is that not true? Yeah, I don't. I don't have a single single QB league. Uh, I think at I've this got point. like two left. Yeah, I, I've got my home league, like my home dynasty league, is a one QB, the one that I've been in since the start. And those guys are kind of like what you said, Mike. They like being able to turn it off and like go live right. their life for six months, eight months, whatever it is, you know? And so when we get back together in June for the rookie draft, all of them are like, can we push this to August? Like, I'm just not ready. You know, like, and I'm just like itching since right. May. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I want to get going now. Like, I'm going to wait for ready. this draft. I'm going yeah, like, to run this league. <laughs> exactly. Let's go. So yeah, that's, that's always kind of interesting. Um, I, the I only other thing I, mean, I want to league, it's like, you're, there's 20 guys that you should, it's just a waste, I think. Like, yeah. I don't understand, yeah. like, why well, you QB wouldn't. values are, like, nothing. I mean, like, you can get, like, a QB anytime you want. And, like, I, I have uh, – in one league, I just traded uh, 
Justin Herbert and Khalil Herbert for Joe Burrow right, right. before he got hurt, of course. But I'm like, Herbert's playing like crap this year. And in one yeah, QB, who cares? And then Khalil Herbert, kind of like crap. And I'm like, I, I wanted Burrow. I've got Chase. I'm a Bengals fan. Like, let me have the yeah, stack. There you go. And then, of course, Burrow, <laughs> you know, throws his wrist out and does yeah. done for the year. But it's, again, it's like, well, Herbert hasn't been great either. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what yeah. one QB. It's like, that's kind of a ugh, trade. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? Like, I've got Stafford. Right. I've got great Baker Mayfield. Like, you know, what am I doing with these guys on my bench? I don't like it. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely exactly. in the Superflex all over the place now. Uh, the last question I guess I wanted to ask or kind of discuss anyway was, and maybe it is a way to try to entice you to this, is something I put on the sheet, which is redraft is dynasty for most of the actual football season, right? Like dynasty and redraft are, are not any really any different at all in terms of scoring and format, like where all the stuff we're talking about, that's the right, same right. dynasty. It's just player values change and you have all off season and you have rookie picks and so there's some other wrinkles to it. It's not that different. And that's kind of where I wanted to land this plane was like redraft is a ton of fun. I have a couple of different redraft leagues that I'm in. Right. I just prefer dynasty because I don't like having to start over. I feel like I can gain an advantage and I don't want to give that advantage up and start sure. over every year. So yeah. like if you if you really pay attention, if you're really into this and follow NFL all year long, I feel like dynasty is just the easy answer. Right. But what do you think, Drew? Am I on the right track here or am I crazy? Yeah, it's... um. When I was starting to accumulate leagues and I was in, you know, three or four at a time here and a couple were redraft and a couple were dynasty, I think I appreciated at that point that I felt like the dynasty aspect helped with my redraft, honestly. So after a couple of seasons of doing both, uh, I ended up winning my redraft league, you know, back to back years uh, because I was able to maybe find a little bit more value in um in the draft process. And like you were saying, Mike, earlier, you know, some of the other guys in the league maybe weren't as quick to say, you know what, I'm going to take a risk on this rookie. Uh, but you know what, I'm willing to take him in the eighth round now and go for the upside there versus do what everybody else is going to do, which is wait till double digit rounds. Um, right. So that, that was kind of a, a competitive advantage when it comes to the redraft part. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I think there's, you know, I go back to the video games, right? Like growing up playing Madden and it was always, oh, yeah. I want to do a franchise mode. I want to go here and take take my whether I draft my team or whether I start, you know, with whatever team that I want to start with. And I want to see what this team looks like in six, seven seasons. And I would do right. that in a semester that of college is, and like blow through. Sure. I love and it that. was always, yep. um, you know, you kind of go back and like the nerd in us. OK, where did I start? What were the iterations to get to the team that I have now? And, you know, it's, right. even then, this was before online was a big thing. It was just, OK, this is what's saved on my memory card. But it's pretty cool to look back right. and see. So I think that's kind of what made me. Uh, want to stick with the dynasty piece at this point. Yeah. I, I think because of the volume of the leagues, I'm, I'm in about half as many as you are, Andrew, but uh, you know, with what's going on on Twitter and kind of the community growing there, you can have as much or as little interaction with that as you want. And yep. as you see stuff happen, then, Hey, yeah, you know what? I let that sit for a couple of weeks. I, I'll take my break after the, the championship weeks, but then it's, oh, I wonder what's going on. Let me scroll through. Let me go back to the right, timeline right. and see. And then, sure. Oh, you know what? Like you said, Andrea, I, I'm going to go and I'm I'm going to just see, you know, kick the tires on this player here. I wonder if everybody else is paying attention or if I can kind of maybe slide one through under the radar and come out with a little bit of extra value. But, um, but yeah, I, I really enjoy that for uh, the Dynasty piece. But I would agree, Mike, I think everybody kind of goes through their own journey with the Dynasty uh, relationship mm. where I definitely had a couple of seasons where it was it was way too intense and it was way too obsessive. <laughs> and, you know, I've had to kind of pull back and, and find whatever my sweet spot is for whether it's the volume of activity that I want, or if it's the mixture of league mates that I'm looking for, right. uh, you know, the, the, the format of the league that you want. And once you find that sweet spot and kind of figure out what your relationship should look like, then, you know, you'll manage it the way you want to, but um, you can always get out of leagues too. I think that's the other part yeah. when folks forget is, you know, you make a commitment with, like with your SFB group, you do a couple seasons of the best ball. If it's not for you, it's not for you. Exactly. You know? Bingo. Yeah, yeah. So that's I, what I was even going to say, like, just in general about Dynasty. I, I've had a couple of people that I got into Dynasty that after one season are like, it's just too much. I'm like, that's cool. Thanks for trying it out. Yeah, yeah. You know, like sure some people love a, it, some people don't. Rate for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And those orphans are fun too. Honestly, like that. I, I've said this to a couple of friends of mine. One of them is thinking about getting into Dynasty, and there's an orphan team in the home league that I commissioned. And I'm like, dude, you'd be great for this team. Like, you know, getting in on an orphan. And he's like, well, it's a really bad team. I'm like, exactly. There's no pressure for you to win. Like you just get to come in right. and make moves. Like that's the best way to come in, like blow it up. Like it's nothing but action. Like that's the best to me. Like I love taking over orphans. It's to the point now where like, I really don't think I'm going to do another dynasty startup unless I absolutely have to, 
Like, give right. me a crappy team that I can build from scratch <laughs> over three years. That's just more my style. <laughs> so again, yeah, there, there's no wrong way to play. And that's what I love right. about that. Is that redraft, everybody starts over. I like right. having an advantage and being like plugged in. But you're entirely right. If you don't want to be plugged in, then maybe Dynasty is not the right <laughs> fit. That's perfectly fine, too. I just I remember going over to a friend's house one time and I was like, oh, man, you've got Madden. Let's play. And he was like, oh, man, I don't play. I was like, what do you mean? Yeah, no, I just manage. I just manage through seasons. I was like, yep. what are you talking about? It's a big yep. I literally didn't understand. But now I know he must have been like a dynasty guy or like. That's yeah, funny. He's so, a franchise guy. I remember yeah. doing that when I was unemployed. <laughs> play Madden. He just he GMs a team. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was a time where I was unemployed living in Chicago, and I think it was like three days straight. I barely slept, and I just like managed 10 seasons worth of Madden, you know, just like binged Madden for like three days straight. It was awesome. Like, that I mean, was still it's one of my favorite. good. It's good analytics, probably. You yeah. see, because it's the real players, and they're sort of factored, you know, as to what they're they're likely to do. You probably get some decent ideas off of it. Yeah. And that was, again, like Drew said it perfectly. That was the precursor to me being like a dynasty fan. Like I should have known, like, you know what I mean? Like, of course I am. Like I'm the <laughs> franchise person. That's always right. been my game and kind of playing the long game. And I like right. seeing things build. I like building things up and making them my yeah. own and you know, blowing things up and all that. So that's the fun part for me. So I guess with that, I'm just, we'll, we'll move on, but I'm curious, Mike, it, did we make a difference? Did we move the needle at all? Are you thinking maybe Dynasty might be something you want to try now or no? Well, I mean, I I was resistant to even being in a keeper league. And now the keeper league I'm in, you keep four and you can keep them the original year plus three more. So that's okay. You got a really solid core. Close. Like, yeah. if you've done it right, you can be good for several years in a row, like just before the draft ever starts. So. Oh. It's it's pretty close, but I think we'll yeah. try this dynasty best ball and we'll see. I like it. We'll see where we're at. I'm well, probably going to be share, DMing uh, on Madden like within a few months. <laughs> I'll share with you, Mike. You know, a lot of the dynasty experts out there will tell you you play dynasty in like a three year window. So it sounds like your right. your keeper league is kind of fitting right into that anyway. Exactly. So exactly. Yeah. Probably you might be further along into it than you you might give yourself credit for. That's well, true. Let me ask you this: from the outside looking in, it looks like. There's like a like some some people just seem like they're they're addicted to rebuilding. Like yes, I just yes. see like Twitter is just filled with like I'm rebuilding. Yes. Like everyone's rebuilding all the time, and I'm like, do yes. you ever, are you pl planning to rebuild to the point where you challenge for the title? Because otherwise, what <laughs> hey, the hell is the point? Is, like as long as as long as they pay their dues. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say the go same with, thing. I don't care. I love when people are rebuilding in my leagues because they're the right. ones blowing it up and trading right. away for the future. And I'll take the points. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm sure. So, yeah, like there, there are there are definitely people that I, I play with even that right. are in a perpetual rebuild. They just are constantly <laughs> churning and are rebuilding all the time. Uh, like I'm in a trade addicts league, and that's one of the things that I tend to do in there is that I'm just constantly rebuilding because I'm in the middle. And everybody right. in there is trading all the time because we're all trade addicts and we love that you know podcast sister show of ours and everything. And it's just Russ makes it such so much of a fun thing like trading all the time. So that's different to me. But in general, yeah, you should definitely be trading with a purpose to get better and to go for <laughs> right. the title. That's the point, right? Not now. just to be like accumulating massive amounts of draft picks and then like, well, and that can be fun too. But then you got to sure, hit on the picks, and then you got to have yeah. them hit, and then you got to go like win it that year or something. Like, right. Yeah, there's. But that's one of the many like 75 different strategies that there is in Dynasty, right? And it's right. You're, you're actually Drew's putting it perfectly. You're already kind of doing the, the hardest part of it anyway. You're keeping the three, the, the three or four years, you're keeping the good players for three or four years. You know what right. I mean? Like a lot of those guys are being kept, and that's basically what Dynasty is anyway. Because right. the other guys you're trading and, and dropping and adding and whatever. Sure. Yeah. So like you, you've got the biggest chunk of it. So I'm telling you, it's not going to be that difficult for you to do it. I think once you get in, you'll be like, oh, this isn't as bad as I thought. That's all I'm going to say. I just am afraid I'm going to end up on a street corner being like, hey, man, you got a second round pick, 2026? <laughs> well, again, you're in the right very place for possible. that, Mike. This is definitely, I'll, I'll send you a second round pick for free, Mike. If yeah. you get to that point, I will send you a second. Don't worry about it. I yeah. got you. Good, man, because I need it bad. I just need it. Got any more than picks? Again, you're in the right place. Uh, but with that, we're going to pivot to our next segment of the show, which is really more of like a looking back and looking ahead. And this is definitely a little bit more redraft centric, which is why I think, again, it's perfect for this. Uh, looking back at week 13, looking ahead to week 14, uh, week 13 had some pretty interesting scores. I would say like the QB one was Geno Smith. Like I, what, you know, right. Debo and DK both blew up yeah, against the Cowboys, but like again, Debo and DK both blew up. Like if you had either one of them, you were happy. Uh, I know that there were definitely some people that didn't start one or both of them, which I thought was hilarious. 
but again, like just what a wild week. And even then, like Tyreek had a great a great game. I know I had him in a couple leagues. Him and two, I've gotten a stack. My my guy Jake Browning comes out of nowhere for the yeah, Bengals as a backup and blows up. So I guess Mike, was there anybody in Week 13 that stood out to you that I haven't mentioned, or anybody of those guys you even want to dive into further that you were just shocked to see? Uh, well, I, I had a piece of a lot of those guys and was very pleased. Of course, I didn't. I played DK uh, mm-hmm. and Lamb against like the top guy in that league. So like I started out with 70 points, which was awesome, but I didn't play Gino because why would mm, I? And like he was right? been he'd been off. He's coming into Dallas. Like that just, you know, I was I was praying that like DK would be a 10. Like, you know, so yeah. Uh, but, uh Sam Laporta comes to mind. He's just been phenomenal, man. Yes. He's like what we thought Pitts could be his rookie year, but mm. he's actually doing it. Like he's probably gonna have a thousand yards, right? And he's gonna have like 10 TDs, and like he's just been so money unreal. and like uh, uh again he just lit it up in week 13 and like no one was more pleased than me <laughs> oh laporta's a good pick yeah drew anybody that stood out for you i guess on top of that list that we've given up for uh, week 13 accolades in your world uh, i'm looking at um i'm looking at my home dynasty league that i i helped commission and i was the second highest scoring team this week and unfortunately i drew the highest scoring team oh, oh so i lost when that happens I lost by five points. And if I had started your boy, Jake Browning, instead of one Jalen Hurts, I would have won my week. And no one would do that. (laughs) (laughs) That's just like, you can't be mad at that because that's just not something any rational human being would ever do. Man, that's, Um, I'd apologize, but I had nothing to do with it. But yeah, I've been there. That's, that hurts. That hurts. Yeah. Yeah. It was was, uh, like when you do everything right and lose. Oh. Yeah, it was good to see, you know, Kyron Williams continued uh, doing well, which was nice. You know, he came back last week, had a huge week. And then, you know, this week it was good to see him follow that up with a solid performance. So a couple of guys that, you know, might be uh, kind of the league winner category for you if you had picked him up late, got him off waivers early or something like that. Um, so, yeah, it was good to see him. I've got him in a couple of leagues where uh, I'll need everything I can from him if I want to be serious about the playoffs. So hoping that that continues for the next few weeks. I like that. There was one other name I wanted to mention, which was Devonta Chain coming back or a Chan. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Like I know a lot of people were concerned about him last week with the, you know, did he retweak it? Is he going to be out again? I mean, he ends up as the sixth rated uh, running back in the week and standard scoring anyway, with, you know, 17 rushes, 73 yards and two touchdowns. I, that's I'll take that. Heck yeah. Like those dolphins are mm-hmm. just running all over the place. And if a chain can keep that up, you know, and I got him in, I think I've only got him in one league and it's a keeper league. Right. And it's nice. just like, I have him as a, you know, 13th round keeper or something like that. Like I'm pretty happy with that. Oh, nice. So that, that could yeah, be a, yeah. a game changer next season. If I don't win it this year, which I, you know, I'm, I'm not getting ahead of myself, but that could help those kind of picks, those later picks yeah. and keepers can yeah. really dominate. So that's kind of nice. I'm curious. Yeah, maybe, um, him and Gibbs yeah, and uh, Bijan, like they're looking like that running back class is looking a lot stronger. Those yeah. three could all be superstars, you know, and then in the, in the yeah. league yeah. for a while. Like, that's an amazing. Well, uh, even like Charbonnet hasn't looked terrible. He just hasn't yeah, had the full opportunity. He just you know? hasn't like, had the opportunity, but I he yeah. could go too. Like, sure. He had a good week too. He finished his RB11, right? That's not bad you know, for a rookie. Sure. Yeah. Solid draft class, definitely. Where are you guys on uh, Nico Collins at this point now that Tank Dell's? hurt and out for the season do you think and you know he just happened to pick up the slack last week do you think he gets hot again for the playoff run here do you think somebody else steps up for the texans there i like i, mean, him. I think, I, I think nico's real yeah yeah for sure i think someone will step up in support but i mean and dalton schultz will come back you know we assume but like i think nico's the real deal and like he was he was great early on and then sort of dell emerged and uh, he was then sort of good intermittently. And then now he's sort of on the rise again. And I think he's super talented and he's like big and rangy and a great target. And Stroud loves him. Like, uh, <laughs> I may be hoping to right. have him in half my team. Okay. But I mean, I certainly hope he's great for the rest of the year. I'm with you. I, I know. I think Nico's going to be the main guy. And you said Dalton Schultz. That was the other name I wanted to mention. Because yeah. after that, it gets kind of bleak, right? You've got the ghost of Robert Woods, who's really just not himself. <laughs> Uh, he's, he's getting older and again, I hate saying older as someone who's old. Uh, but then you got John Mechie who is supposed to be something and and got one target or one catch. I'm sorry. On three targets. Like he did something, but nothing worth mentioning. And then obviously Noah Brown has had a couple of weeks that he blew up. 
right? So like maybe Noah Brown gets another look and, and got zero last week and on two targets. Like, so there is some potential there for some other guys, but I'm not putting any of them in my yeah. lineup. Nico Collins should get the funnel. Like that's going to be terrific. So, yeah. A strong indicator is that he gets, they throw him like three screens a game. Like that's three yeah. like instant, you know, targets and catches. Like if they keep that up, I just think that he's going to be, he's going to be, and if they just keep playing at the caliber of the level they're playing. Yeah. I think he's, like you said, a potential like league winner or at least yeah. a helper, a league winner helper yeah. at least. Yeah. League winner helper is work. I like that. Uh, and, and kind of looking at looking ahead too. I mean, using that as a pivot. I mean, I talked about Tyreek. I think the Dolphins are kind of dominating right now in a lot of ways. Uh, I, I guess I'm a little concerned about Jalen Waddle not getting more. I, I felt like it would be a, a more of an, a 1A, 1B, and it's very clearly a 1 and 2. Uh, it, it doesn't yeah, seem like Waddle has really been getting that much attention, and, and maybe that's rightfully so, right? Because Tyreek Hill is amazing, uh, and he's going for 2,000 yards, and I think he can do it. I, I don't think there's yeah. not a lot of people that you can put that on. But, I mean, Waddle has been kind of quiet, and, I mean, he'll have his game here and there. We've seen that, but I was expecting Waddle to still be a top-10 receiver, and that does not seem to be happening. It seems like Tyreek has yeah. taken all of that attention. So I'm a little nervous about Waddle, but I'm loving Tyreek right now. I think it's a combination of, yeah, Hill, but also the running game is so freaking phenomenal. That is also yeah. eating into everyone else's production, but Hill. Like, yeah. it's, they're so good and they're all so fast. It's like yeah. four of the six fastest guys in the league are on well, that offense. Yeah. It's insane. The, it, Drew probably yeah. knows this. It's like a cheat code in Madden. Just go get the fast mm-hmm. guys because they can, yep. they, everything yeah. else they can, they can learn, right? But right. you can't learn speed. So, like, speed yeah. is the one thing I would always draft for in Madden franchise mode all the time. Just be like, oh, he's an A plus speed. I'll take that guy. We can figure it you out. Never, and then you never hear scouts like, say, I don't like that guy. He's too fast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he can catch. It doesn't matter. We could teach him that. Just let him run. Yeah, go for his yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, no, and that's why I think the Dolphins are just dominating this year because they just got speed at every position and they're not so afraid good. to use it. Uh, Drew, is there anybody you're looking ahead to week 14 and are kind of like curious about how their outlook's going to be as yeah. the playoffs approach here? Yeah, I've got a handful of teams that I desperately need Justin Jefferson to come back at 100% oh. ready to go. And I need Josh Dobbs <laughs> to know his name. <laughs> <laughs> Josh to Justin hopefully can connect. Uh, we do have two teams on a bye. I guess I wanted to mention that for anyone listening that hasn't put this together, uh, Arizona Cardinals and Washington Commanders, the last two teams in the NFL with buys. Finally, after this, we're done with it. Uh, I know that there are some leagues that I'm in that have their playoffs starting this week. And one of those, I have Kyler Murray. And I'm like, well, mm. oh, I didn't plan that ahead at all. That's the downside. Yeah. Being in too many leagues. I didn't look at it. I didn't know. Um, but that's OK. It's part of the game. Uh, but I am the number one seed, of course, because I haven't. I've had Kyler Murray and other players, you know, like doing well for me all year, and now I have to figure out how to buy? deal with that. No, actually, this one is the accumulated score. So it's like weeks fourteen okay. and fifteen combined for a score, and then the top four of the six advance. Like I think it's a really clever idea. Yeah, kind of like kind of like Scott Fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like trying to make it so that the best teams advance, and then after that, the four teams get into a bracket. So it's kind of a way to eliminate some of, or I guess reduce, not eliminate, but reduce some of that luck factor in the first two weeks of the playoffs. And that's why it starts this week and not just next week. So you get two weeks to build a a team. Again, I dig it. Um, But there are some other, you know, obviously some other players. I'm curious to see what Jake Browning does this week, right? We were talking about him. He dominated last week, but the week before that was pretty terrible. Like, will the real Jake Browning please stand up? You know what I mean? Like, which one are we going to get now? And especially now, there's a lot of players, a lot of uh, fantasy managers at this point that are going to need Jake Browning, right? Where he did well last week. They probably had him on the bench, like we were just talking about, because why would you Mm. bench him for – you wouldn't bench Hurts for Browning. That makes zero sense. Are you considering that this week? Hell no. But at the same time, if you don't have anybody better, or let's say you started, I don't know, Baker Mayfield instead of Jake Browning. I mean, which would you rather start this week, Drew? Baker Mayfield, Matt Stafford, Jake Browning? Which one are you leaning on now, knowing what you got from Browning? Uh, out of those three, I probably start Stafford first. Um, I, it's a weird roller coaster ride here, right? Because it's yeah, you know, his first game in when uh, you know he he maybe wasn't as prepared, didn't realize that it was going to be exactly. you know his his car to drive. Second week, okay, full week to prepare. They they I'm sure planned some things based on what he's good at, trying to take away and limit some of the things he's not. Uh, and then he was able to come out with very little tape for you know for them to be able to look at. And now you have. Right you have a little bit more body of work that the defense can look at and see. So I, I would say, you know, the, the easy answer is it's probably in between the two games somewhere. I would like to think that he probably leans closer to last week than his first week. 
Um, mm. So I, between him and Baker, I would, I would be fine starting Jake Browning. I think, uh, you know, Baker is, he's helped Mike Evans get another thousand yard season. Um, but that's about it. He hasn't supported both Evans and Godwin right. the way that I think people are hoping that you know, Godwin would be, um, you know, uh, a part of things. So I, I would probably be fine starting uh, Browning over Baker this week. Um, but if I had, you know, Stafford in the hopper as well, I think I probably prefer Stafford um, just a little bit. Higher over floor to higher ceiling kind of a thing, right? Yeah, probably. Probably, but even then, you know, uh, I mean, Stafford had a pretty decent week last week as well. He didn't score mm-hmm. as much as Browning, I don't think. But um, no, shout out to Browning and Chase. Uh, those two got me into the next week of uh, Scott Fishbowl. I had there to start Browning last week because uh, who did I have? I had uh, somebody out on bye, and you know, I lost Cousins and whatever. So um, thank you, Cincinnati. That's right. We're glad we could help. Uh, I know that <laughs> I know that Jake Browning is going to be one of those guys that I could just I could see it now. Um, you know, it's Jake Browning versus Gardner Minshew is not the game we expected. I know when I when right. I got my season tickets, I was like Burrow versus Anthony Richardson. Like that game's going to be amazing. Like I'm looking <laughs> forward to it. Nope, mm. we've got a different one. And there's you a bunch of those that far forward in the NFL. Are you insane? No. Of just course, what was I thinking? But I get we got like <laughs> Bailey Zappi versus Mitch Trubisky tonight, right? There's a oh, we've got God. Josh Dobbs versus Aiden O'Connell. We've got potentially CJ Beathard versus Joe Flacco. Like again, like what? Like these are these are matchups <laughs> we have to worry about. Uh, so yeah, I think it's going to be a very interesting week. I think that there's a lot of points to be on the board, and it's just going to be about honestly getting lucky and just picking the right guy. Sure. You know, that's kind yeah. of fantasy in a nutshell, right? Like mm-hmm. that's there is a lot of skill, but anybody who tells you it's all skill is lying to you, and they're probably selling you something because it right. is there is still a fair amount of luck. And without that luck, I think this game would be very boring. I know I've talked about that before, but that luck factor and kind of like that anybody can win any given Sunday kind of thing kind of makes it fun. You know, like Definitely. if it was always predictable, I wouldn't be as interested, you know, like it, the, the chaos is sort of what I'm here for. We love drama, right? Right. Always. It's a good drama. The NFL, if you want, uh, anything if you else want you guys want to cover all skill, no luck, play chess. There you go. There's no or, luck. Or, it's all rock, it's paper, scissors. Oh, wait, no, that's the the other. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All skill is <laughs> chess. every other that's game a- ever in creation though, is there's a mixture of some provo- some probability and some luck though. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, it, it just, it, again, it just, that's the human nature of it. And again, that drama, we just love that drama. All right. So yep. we're going to get to the next segment here tonight. We're going to talk about some listener league updates. I, I, I know Rocky doesn't like to give these and it's fine. But I like to at least let people know what's going on. So this one, I'm going to start with a uh, with the record and Dynasty Junkies one. Uh, we are second. Our joint team with Rocky, my, myself and Rocky, I should say, is uh, second at 15 and six. We're tied with Funky Bunch. Jerry Shea is in the lead at 17 and four. But this league, it's interesting because, like I said, we're tied with Funky Bunch at second. And Funky Bunch made two trades this week for points. And this is something I, I think is a terrific move. And I'm nervous about it now because. This is going to be tough for us. So first trade he made, well, I think it was the second one, but still first trade in the, on the sheet is he sent his second for Zach Moss, Tyler Boyd, and a third. Drew, what are your thoughts on this trade in terms of dynasty value? I mean, obviously the point side, the, the Zach Moss and mm-hmm. Tyler Boyd makes sense, but is that a fair value to get all that for one second? It's, uh, Yeah. Yeah. Short answer. Yeah. I think it's good. Yeah. Uh, I love the build up for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think, you know, for those pieces, you know, it's certainly, you can see the motivation behind the move and um, yeah, this is the time too, where you start sending whatever it takes to get some things done. Uh, yeah. I, I just sent a, a future second to get Chuba Hubbard in a league there you go. Uh, just cause I need, I need some depth. I I've got Pacheco as my RB2. I mean, he yeah. can be sneaky yeah. good, was good to finish yeah. the yeah. season. So I hope he I hope he pans out for this year. And if he happens to be in a timeshare next year, then I'll feel even better about it. But you know, I'm sure there are people that have you know different thoughts about that. So you get get what you need or what you think you need for your team. So no, I, I have no problem with that kind of a trade or that kind of all right. Move. Well, I know it's a dynasty trade that involves picks, as does the next one. But I guess Mike, I'm curious, do you think Zach Moss is the real deal? Do you think Tyler I mean, Boyd is someone you well, want I to think, start? Like I see you're so he's doing this, he's doing this basically to get Moss, right? For the rest correct. of this year. Yeah. I mean, because Tyler Boyd, to me, I mean, I know you guys have deeper, deeper rosters and stuff, but sure. he's just a guy. Like he's, he's just a guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't even imagine in dynasties being pleased that he's found his way into your starting lineup. So, oh, I'm like, never happy when I'm starting Tyler Boyd. No, like that's, move, that's something that's gone wrong, unfortunately. Require Moss, <laughs> and Moss is 
this could be good beyond this year. But, you know, Moss, we know that he, this is his fourth year or third year in the league. Fourth year, I think. Fourth, I think. He, he was. Mm, he yeah. did not show us anything ever, really, in regard to, like, being a, a star player until this year. So either he's figured it out or he's having sort of a flash-in-the-pan moment, and that'll be TBD. But I, I could see, I mean, giving up a second for to get a third back and then – to get Mount yeah. Moss to start for your playoff run. I, I see what he's doing here, I think. But yeah, uh, I don't like know. A if fair it's gonna... trade to me too, but yeah. 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 I yeah. mean, I'm looking at the values in this. Like I, I I would rather have the points if I'm second and going for a title. You know what I mean? Like that's probably a late second. It's my own. Like, right? Moss so, like, is going to start for him. Probably. Yeah. And so okay, then the other thing Ross too, though, is but... like that. Well, yeah, but even then, like, let's say he is. I mean, I would assume so with a trade like right. this. You're, you're most likely trying to upgrade your lineup. You know, upgrading your bench doesn't help much. But at the same time, trading that late second, which is like the, what, the 22nd best rookie, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're looking at players that aren't really much at all. Like, you don't know what you're getting into, right? There's so right. much more yeah. risk at that level. So, and you're getting a third back from a team that is worse than you. So you're really only trading back, let's right. say, five to eight picks. You know what I mean? You're going from like the 210 to the 306, maybe something like that. So, like, I don't know, like even if you're trading back eight spots and you're adding points for this year, that seems like a no brainer. Yeah. So I like that trade a lot, too. And again, I was like, doggone it. That's a good trade I should have made. <laughs> uh, the other one that Funky Bunch did with a different trading partner. This one, he traded pretty much the rest of his picks. He hit his 25 first and then two 24 thirds to Dr. Toboggan for Gardner Minshew, Jameis Winston and T Higgins. Now, this one, again, I'm looking at this like a first and two thirds for T Higgins feels fair. Like, man, I, I think T has still got some value. I know he's had a little bit of a rough year, of course, being injured and all this, and we're not sure if he's going to stay with my Bengals or not. Right. But even if he, he's still young, he's, you know, 25 or something like that. He's still got a lot of potential, a lot of future point values. And then you're also getting two quarterbacks, which now are two starting quarterbacks. Minshew, we knew, but two starting quarterbacks and T Higgins for a 25 first and two thirds. Again, I felt like he fleeced the guy on this one. I'm like, man, Funky Bunch wins again. Like, this is a terrific trade. So, Mike, I'll kick it to you just to say, like, in the sense of, well, what do you think about T. Higgins? Maybe let's start there, and then we can talk about I mean, he's been so frustrating this year. But, again, I'm yes. trying to, like, parse it between this year and looking beyond. Like, yeah. I don't know what sort of prospects you, you can really realistically have for Minshew and Winston, like, going forward. They're career backups. Mm -hmm. Um, and Higgins, you're exactly right. Like when he is, you know, week one next year, you know, the wide receiver one on the Kansas City Chiefs, he's going to be really freaking happy that he's got him. You know what I mean? I hope that's not like, true. Like, yes. Something like that, a scenario <laughs> like that is super, you know, feasible. So yeah, uh, I think that, yeah, I mean, again, I, it just always feels, I guess, because it's a 2025 first round. Yeah, pick, it's two years out really. Value yeah. Than, one from next year but yeah this he looks well positioned if higgins i mean we were talking about the bengals or i hope like what you said uh they some things browning does well some he doesn't apparently what he does well is throw to chase and what he doesn't do well is throw to higgins and like Correct. hopefully <laughs> they they get him to throw uh, you know to higgins a little more proficiently because he's been super disappointing i have him in a couple spots mm. and like i expect yeah. way more because i had him the year before and yeah. So, yeah, I don't, well, in regard to Dynasty, I again defer to you guys, but I feel like, yeah, your boy Funky Bunch is not making it easy for you. Uh, no, like no, he should be but... letting us win, doggone it. Come on, Funky Bunch. Get, quit <laughs> making these amazing hope Jonathan Taylor comes back like next oh, week. Like that'll really amazing. hurt the Zach Moss for <laughs> trade. So, yeah. Well, Drew, what do you think about this one with the two starting quarterbacks and Higgins for a 25 first and two 24 thirds? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, I would probably break it down to: Do I think that T. Higgins is worth a twenty-five first? Which I would be, I'd be fine with that. Um, I, I do have a, a stronger affinity for the picks because I like, I like that the picks will, won't lose value. I think that's yeah. part of my philosophy: is that will be an insulated value and it will only grow in value as we get closer to the twenty twenty-five season. Um, you know, I try to balance that with that the picks are also they're like currency; it's also meant to be used, right? Yeah. Um, your league could fold next year and you, you could be sitting there holding on to four twenty-five first. But um, oh, <laughs> so so I think uh you know I, I think T. Higgins for 25 first feels good. And then yeah, I wouldn't give any more than a third for 
either of those quarter backup quarterbacks. Um, you know, could I get charged more? Absolutely. I, I would hope that the teams that have those quarterbacks are holding out and squeezing more value out of the contenders and making them pay for, you know, the points that they want this year. But in, in reality, you know, I think a, a third or if it's a high third is fair value for either Minshew or Winston um, based on what they produce. It's not like either of them is a consistent 15 to 18 points a week. You know, Minshew can give you 25. He can give you 12. He can give you eight. Yeah. So I think that's kind of baked into that cost. So I, I think it's pretty fair. Um, if I saw that from the outside, I don't know that I would feel like one person really got uh, way better of a value out of the deal. But I can definitely see why you'd want to do that. If I had the quarterbacks, I'd take whatever I get for them. So if I can get that 25 first and a couple of thirds and, you know, it cost me T. Higgins, who has been frustrating and we don't know what's going to happen there. You know, hopefully they're they're deep at wide receiver and T. Higgins was their wide receiver five or six or something like that. But uh but yeah, I hope I hope you're right, Mike. I hope next year we see him as a the the first option on a really good team. Um and I think you know for this week get moved, but it just depends where that's that Sorry, makes sense, Andrew. right? <laughs> no, you're good. I really hope not, but you're probably right. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the numbers just it's gonna be he's tough with Chase be, and Burrow. It's gonna be too much money. Like, How are they gonna do it? You know, yeah, they find a way. Um but what I would need for this week is I need Indianapolis to figure out, like you said, Mike, I need them to figure out how to double team Jamar Chase this week <laughs> and leave T. Higgins wide open against their third best defender. That'd be amazing. So that's, that is, that is possible. And and I want that's kind of where I wanted to pivot to this too. Like I, this is the kind of trade that you make thinking, okay, I need Higgins this year. I need I need the points on my receivers this year. And Higgins has been underwhelming. I'm trading away some future capital for some now points with the quarterbacks, of course. And I'm guessing that those are more like backups, even on his team. If he's second, he doesn't need a quarterback perhaps, but you know, maybe he does. And I'm, I'm not going to get into the specifics of this team, but my thought would be like Higgins must, he must think Higgins is going to come back. And I do too. I think Higgins is going to come back. I do kind of think that some of that last week mojo was on that one big play to chase. Now, granted he had a lot of catches. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. I also think that chase was, you know, on that, you know, 67 yard touchdown or whatever it was like, that was a lot of those points. And that may not happen every week. So I'm kind of, I'm willing to say like, maybe it gets spread around. Maybe he has a dud week. I don't know. But I, the last thing I wanted to say is this is the same kind of trade I've made in a, in a bunch of different leagues over the years. And I end up trading away picks for a player that I put in my lineup who gets a dud and I miss the playoffs. And it's like, I make yeah. these trades to win, to get the playoff. And then it doesn't happen. And it happens. I feel like it happens to me at least once a year. So this year I've made like right. very few trades the last couple of weeks. I'm like, nope. I'm sticking with the team I got. I'm not going crazy because sometimes, you know, too many cooks in the kitchen. So that was my thinking on this trade, though. I think it was still a very good value trade for Funky Bunch yet again. That's a terrific, in my mind anyway, terrific trade. Um, the only only other trading we had in our leagues was in DJ2 this week, where, again, it was a Zach Moss trade. Dynasty Wazoo sent Zach Moss to Dynasty Eeyore for two thirds, a 24 third and a 25 third. I know we've talked about Zach Moss already, and I guess, Drew, I'll just kind of kick it to you real quick. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Are thirds, two-thirds for Zach Moss? Does that feel fair? Yeah. I mean, thirds in general, I they're get-it-done pieces. So if, if two-thirds gets you some of those points and, you know, maybe even, quote-unquote, buy low on Zach Moss this week because I think we all expected him to do more uh, with the backfield to himself like the first few weeks of the season. So um, I think that's a, that's a very good – move for the person that got for dynasty eeyore yeah yeah i think that's Corey. he's been in a, a lot of chats and leagues and things like that so i think that again yeah. i think that's a good trade for wazoo to get to get moss or sorry sorry eeyore to get moss instead of you know the two-thirds that maybe you're just thinking that's the best i can get i'll take the two-thirds but i'd rather have that yep. moss yeah i'm kind of in yeah. the same boat there and just to kind of wrap this up to uh junkies too we've got rocky and scott are four and nine long out of it uh, I am nine and four with 19 victory points. So I'm kind of vying for the, the definitely in the playoffs, but Andrew Rimmer's just crushing it still with 24 victory points at 11 and two uh, DJ three, the team that we have all together, which is pure chaos is uh, we're seven and six tied for fourth. The best hooker is still in the lead at 20 victory points and 10 and three. So thanks again, guys for playing well, with us this year. It's going to be Andrew, a fun finish. Andrew, don't, don't sell yourself short in DJ two. You may be nine and four, but you also have the most points in the league. I do. Oh, wow. yeah. DJ two is one of my favorite teams. Actually it's, it's, un, it's the record is a little bit underwhelming, but I'm, I'm doing all right. It's the forking shirt balls. That's one of my favorite team names too. Mm -hmm. uh, so just, I, I love, you know, that's, that's one of my babies and I'm, I'm happy with where that's going.
But this is that time of year where I just try to be like, no, no, we'll see what happens. Because, again, chaos around every corner. <laughs> We've had a ton of injuries, a ton of players. Like, we were just talking about T. Higgins, who hasn't done much. Jalen Waddell, who's been kind of underwhelming, right? Like, these players yeah. that you're putting in your lineups, and you're just like, at what point do I cut bait? And, again, there's no one in their right mind. I'm willing to bet my my life on this. Nobody was going to start browning over Hurts last week. And yet, that was the smart decision, right? You can yeah. never know yeah. that. That's the chaos of this game. That's what yeah. I love well, like Zappy, the Zappy is going to be this week's Browning. Like he's, he's going to be better than uh, like, yeah. the elite QBs for sure. Like he's got worth the first. Games. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. I know there was a, a joke in in our in my home redraft league or keeper league that we have. There was a joke where somebody was like, "Man, maybe we just trade Burrow for like six firsts and just ride Browning." And I'm just like, "Whoa, buddy, pump the brakes! Like we're not getting rid of Burrow. Like let's just yeah. breathe." Breathe. He's well, not that There's no such. But thing. that's how excited it was. Yeah, I, right. I also love that it's two JBs, Joe Brat, Joe Joe Burrow, and Jake Browning, and a six and a nine. Like they're just they're they're mirror images right. of each other. That's you know like I mean? the like meant to be. Dawson Knox, Dalton Kincaid situation. Apparently, they can only have uh-huh. DKs and JBs. That's right. Yeah. DKTE. That's right. Same thing. Yeah. And I know uh, Burrow's birthday is this Sunday, so that's kind of you know oh, maybe nice. that's a birthday gift. Browning can give them a win. I don't know. We'll see. Right. Anyway. Well, uh, Higgins is been a heartbreaker for me and Garrett Wilson. Like the uh, oh, my, Garrett Wilson. I drafted oh. Garrett Wilson and T Higgins as my one and two and Scott Fish. And I was like, I'm going to win this whole thing. And it's just been so, I mean, luckily my three and four were Debo and Nico. So like, um, I'm all right. But like, I didn't expect that. Like, I'm literally like, I don't know. I think I'm rolling with Higgins and Wilson's not even going to start this week. Like for me, like, I can't believe it, but yeah. that t- he breaks my heart because he's got, just all world talent and like yeah. what, what could have been, what would have been had Aaron Rodgers played more than four plays, you know, this season. <laughs> yeah. like, I just, it breaks, it breaks me, but uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Uh, well with that, <laughs> let's get to our last segment of the night, which is our find me a trade segment. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't use this audio because again, it is one of my all time favorite audios. Find me a trade. Find me a trade. Find me a trade. Sounds like a nice do it a bunch in a row. So I love that. Thank you so much for that, Brian Hart. This week's trade is submitted by John Gates at John H. Gates. Uh, I've got the rosters. I'm not going to pull it up because it's just too much effort and it's late. Uh, but his it is a dynasty league. His team name is Watsonder the Towel, which I mean, I get it, but that's awkward. Uh, it is a 12 <laughs> half PPR tight end premium league where you start 10, one QB, two running back, two wide receiver, tight end, three flex, and that pesky super flex where you can start that second quarterback. Uh, these were the thoughts that John submitted back in July when he submitted it on the form. So they started this league a month ago. I'm looking to either compete or rebuild, but I don't know which way to go. I feel like Dak has to go, but not sure because I could win with him. Looking for a wide receiver to target or even a running back that's young. Now, this was submitted in the offseason. This league is obviously gone through some stuff and I did not reach out to John. I got too busy today uh, with real life and work. So I don't know what the standings are. I don't know how his team is doing. I can just base it on my, on vibes. It's all we have here guys is vibes. Uh, (laughs) But his team, I think his team is pretty good for a super flex league. Uh, I'll go through it real quickly here. We've got Dak Prescott, as he mentioned, Deshaun Watson, Josh Dobbs, Matt Stafford, Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, Ryan Tannehill, in a 12-team Superflex, that's potentially like five or six starters if things go right. That's kind of crazy. Uh, running back is where I feel like he's weakest. He's got DeAndre Swift, yeah. Jerome Ford, Kenneth Gainwell, Latavius Murray, Jaleel McLaughlin, Kareem Hunt. James Conner is probably his best running back, and I skipped him. So just not a lot of you know terrific talent there in Dynasty. Uh, receiver, he's got Chris Godwin, Debo Samuel, Jamar Chase, Puka Nakua. Puka's terrific. Deontay Johnson, Demario Douglas, Brandon Cooks, Chris Godwin, I mentioned Marquise Brown, like lots of good receivers. So terrific receiver group. Tight end, he's got Evan Ingram, Tyler Conklin, and Trey McBride. Again, in a tight end premium, I like that. I like McBride and Ingram. They're both top 12. I think McBride might be top four after this season in Dynasty. So it feels like the obvious weakness is at running back right now. And I I think his notes from July are obviously going to be different than today. But he does still have uh, two first-round picks, actually, next year and a second. They only do two rounds, which I love. So he's got two firsts and a second in 24, three firsts and a second in 25. Uh, I guess I I put mine on here, and I'll start with mine just to sort of see what you guys think. I know his team name has got Watson in it, but I hate Deshaun Watson for so many reasons. And most of them are football-related, but not all of them are. He just looks washed. He looks kind of rusty and crusty and dusty, and I'm not a 
So I just, I, I'm kind of like, uh, you know, maybe you can get rid of Watson now while he's injured and, you know, not making any headlines. I don't know. So my trade was going to be to send Deshaun Watson to John Abbott for Derrick Henry and Ty J Spears, kind of that combo running back. That way you've got the, the lightning in a bottle, perhaps with Derrick Henry as he's, you know, fading out. But you've got Ty J Spears to take over that mantle as he retires. I guess, Mike, again, I know it's dynasty and all that, but just in terms of redraft or in terms of points and super flex, which side would you rather have, Watson or the Henry Spears running back? Oh, come on. (laughs) If he could get that deal, that's crazy. Come on. Because I think Ty J Spears is, again, he's like Charbonnet, but he's he didn't – this guy with full volume as an RB1 could definitely be a star. Like, he looks like he could. So I I don't – I would – I would take that deal in a second. I would, if I could get rid of Watson and get those two guys, like I know that, you know, Henry's sort of at the end, but he is, you know, seven feet tall and indestructible. So how maybe he's got (laughs) three more good years. I mean, I don't even know, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a deal I would jump all over if someone offered me. Now, I don't know if it gets done just like that. I mean, you might have to add something else to this. I'm just looking at it as as the bones, right? And I think if I can get rid of Watson in a super flex and send a quarterback without getting one back, that's the kind of deal I'd want to do. Like in super flex, again, it's hard to get a quarterback without giving one up, right? It's hard to send. He's got like six. You know, he's got Dak and then he's got. He's got a bunch of options. options. Yeah, he's got Kyler Murray and Dak Prescott are his starting two and Stafford is his third. So the rest of them are kind of fodder in my mind. Like, I'm fine with that. And again, John Abbott, the team that he would be trading into, has Geno Smith, Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield, Sam Howell. Like, those guys are all okay. He doesn't need a quarterback. But I still think that you could look at Howell as like, what do I, how long is that going to be a thing? Geno Smith that we talked about, like, how long is that going to be a thing? Like, all of these guys have question marks. And Watson, maybe he likes Watson. I don't know. But right. my thought process here, too, is like I would rather have Spears than Henry. So I feel like the other guy would probably do the same. Like you were mentioning, like Spears might be the guy. He's like, no, nah, I'm not trading Spears. Pick another running back. It's like, right. OK, but that's kind of the piece I want is I want a Ty J Spears. <laughs> I want something like Spears. that, you know. So that's why I'm using this as the bones. And I might be willing to overpay in a sense to get Watson off my team. Like if you have to send Watson in, let's say one of your like the first one of your two first and 24, for Henry Spears and another piece, like a second or something like that, make some sort of other addition to both sides where it levels out. I'm fine to do that. That's kind of my head on this one. Drew, what are your thoughts? I mean, am I way off or do you feel like that's a trade you could see getting done? Uh, I, th- I think it would get done. Um, it really depends on that other team's perspective on Watson. Uh, on paper, you know, he's still a young quarterback. Yep. Uh, he's still athletic. He, he was elite before he missed all this time uh, to give up Henry at this point, if you don't need him, I think, I think people are looking to, to move Henry wherever they can. And exactly. I think I'm almost, I'm almost leery of taking him on unless I feel like I have the pieces behind. So I'm not, I'm not <laughs> giving high picks to get Henry knowing that. Right. I don't count on him next year. If I don't get something like Ty J Spears behind him, where I, I feel like I could still have a little bit of runway um, trading for running backs is just so, so risky it's a messy um, prospect yeah but uh but yeah it's so I think quick that- to change so the other thing is this other john abbott john abbott does have like justin jefferson christian kirk Cortland sutton like he's got some okay receivers there he's got travis kelsey you know so he's one of those teams that might be contending this year and this trade makes no sense if you're contending right but if he's looking at the future and is kind of like you know i'm, I'm hating my quarterbacks or i want to blow this up or who knows what right i think that the I only way i would be acquiring henry well it's hard to say, actually. It looks like this team I mean, could I just, be, right? I looked real fast at the other rosters, and I think I would take KBII and Brockies and give you the field on oh. an even-money bet. Like, I think those two <laughs> – one of those two is going to yeah. win it, for sure, I think, looking yeah. at their well, rosters. Yeah, Brockies I mean, with Lamar Jackson and C.J. Stroud, I noticed that, too. Like, that's that's a hell of a duo. Yeah, but no, look at the other guy, uh, KBII, that team yeah. – He's going to be Patrick Mahomes to and Tua Tagovailoa. That's he's terrific. He's got McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah. He's got Tank Dell. Yeah. Yeah. So again, this is where we see these. Sometimes these, these leagues, we're seeing a bunch of these every week. We do one of these show the, uh, these leagues here, Mike. And it's like, it's interesting to see the different builds on teams. Sometimes right. it's, and again, this is a startup. It just happened. That helps too. Right. Like right. a startup, usually everything is very even. Everything is kind of still even keel from the, the one draft. There's only been one season. Uh, we've right. seen some leagues that are in their, you know, 10th season or something crazy. And it's like, you have studs and duds. You've got some teams that are just scraping together sure. nickels to make something happen. And this it's team, at least thing. all of these teams look pretty yeah. even. I'm right. with you. There are a couple, but you well, know, it is interesting to me as a guy, again, on the outside looking in, 
that those two teams that look to be the favorites, they have the least amount of draft picks. So they've clearly made moves along the way here this season, thinking that they were, they were favorites to win. Yeah. That's one of the many strategies. Yeah. I'm I'm looking for the first time here. I think what catches my eye when you're talking, Andrew, about running backs, um, somebody we mentioned earlier, I'd be looking at M. Terza's team, who has Derek Carr, Justin Fields, and Desmond Ritter at quarterback. And mm. I, I think I would see if Watson, uh, oh, what would I need to add add to Watson to get a Kyron Williams? Wow. That's not yeah. a bad pick. I'm curious yeah. what you guys think. You know, what's the gap there? Again, so much of it depends on what you think of of Watson, um, if if you're M. Terza, but uh, he clearly doesn't need running back because he's nowhere near competing with this roster at this point. Yep. You can take care of, you know, at a, a potentially elite quarterback for his team because Derek Carr and um, Desmond Ritter are their their backups next year, probably. Right. Yeah. I don't even yeah. know if they start next year. Yeah. That's the yeah, thing. Like, yeah. That trade was so. a lot. You know, there was actually some sort of there was dissent on Kyron before he came back. Yeah. You know, he, he runs a four six. He's small. He's mm-hmm. like he's a third day guy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's not the real, you know, and I was like, I don't know. Like stat, he's always where they expect him to be. You know, they love him. You know, the coach yeah. and Stafford love the guy. Like, I think he might be really, really serviceable and beyond. So I think that trade was a lot more doable while he was injured. Uh, yeah, but now it's right. clear it's clear that the like Kyron, like the those who were championing Kyron are looking like you know we were smart, you know. But uh yeah, if I could get Kyron for Deshaun again, and I know that running yeah. backs have less value just intrinsically, but you know, smash, smash well, except what about like Devana Chan too? Like that's another person I might be willing to target in a Watson trade because that one's got uh Nisenberg has Devana Chan, but his quarterbacks are Brock Purdy, Trevor Lawrence. Jake Browning, C.J. Beathard, Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, it's kind of like – and Lawrence obviously got hurt. I mean, it looks like he's going to play. What about, like, like, what about like Watson and uh, Ingram for someone like a Chan? Like, you got to give yeah. – uh, to me, it just it just seems – and again, this is not my 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 bailiwick, but yeah. it just seems like that's I, – I would I would be like, are you kidding? You want Devin and Chan for Deshaun well, Watson? I mean, that's the thing, though, and this Watson is one of the things – Last time he played good fall ball was like 2021, <laughs> right? Like, what are we talking about here? Well, and that's why now might not be the best time to make this trade with Watson, <laughs> right? Because he's not playing. He's not scoring any points. Yeah. And rosters may not matter for some of these teams. So that's the other thing. Context is everything, right? Right. Uh, but I don't mind sending the offer just to kind of see what happens. Exactly. And I've, I've learned this, too, from being in a number of leagues. Uh, every league is its own market, right? Sometimes I'll right. see a league get done in one, and or I'll see a trade get done in one league, and I'm like, "Holy crap, that's all that they cost!" And I'll send it in the other league, and the guy's like, oh, "Are you kidding me?" I'm like, "Okay, good." <laughs> so we agree that was a terrific trade for this guy. We're just on the same page on value, but like, there's right. crazy people out there. You never know. Right, exactly. You might as well send the damn offer. Like, what are they going to do? Reject it? Great. Like, I'm, I'm right in, where it was anyway. You know, I'm in two auction, uh, two QB leagues, and the value on QBs is completely different. In, mm. in both of them like one of them they are the the highest valued position player yep. and in the other they're like middle of the road it's like what is going on here that's interesting yeah and that's why i always say to people like send the offer just just send it see what happens let them counter let them reject like they're i don't Make i know or just send a message right you don't have to send a trade line but like yeah just, just go see what you can do you never know like honestly i'd rather be told no than assume no and someone else get a better deal and I, that, I mean, I've talked about this before, Drew. I know you felt this too, where you see a trade come yeah. through. You're like, son of a, that's all that you were looking for for Puka was a second. You know what I mean? Like, are you kidding me? I would have easily given a Like, what? I didn't think of yeah. that. Like, so be the first there. That's the whole thing. You never know. Yeah. Somebody might have an entirely different opinion on a player, and that's fine. That's good. That's what you're looking for. Any other trades or any other things you want to mention with these teams before we call it a night here, boys? I think we did a pretty good I'm job. Good. I think we helped a lot. Yeah. I think, hopefully, John, hopefully you got some ideas. Uh, I think we're all on the same page of sending Watson. I think that's pretty clear. Uh, I think your team is definitely contending, and I'm really hoping that you can pull it down this year and take a take a title home. That would be a lot of fun to hear. But with that, I guess, Mike, I want to kick it to you first. Where Wait, can I people feel, find so I you? I come off a little like the mean guy that was like, I don't think he's contending. Like, I just flat. No. That's drama. I think he's got a good team, but look, at, just on starting rosters, to me, it looks like those other two teams are – the odds on favorites, but I think he has, he has fantastic wide receivers. I love Dak Prescott. Keep him, you know, you've got two tight ends, trade one of them. Like you're looking good to like improve and be, you know, right there. You got a lot year, of options. You know? yep. yeah, and you even if you're not contending, you've got a good long-term team. Too. Picks, like you're going to yeah. be yeah. right there next year. It looks like. 
Well, and I've seen a bunch of teams that I even that I have myself that are you know really great on paper, but are six and seven. And I'm like, yeah. how did that? Like, what? Because bad luck, right? Just you never know. You you run into a right. buzzsaw sometimes. So, yeah. but with that though, Mike, I want to kick it back to you to get us out of here. Where can people find you on the X or Twitter or whatever we're calling it these days? And and what do you uh, got going on? I still call it Twitter because I'm just an old man, and I yes, I like, please. I liked Same. it when it was Twitter and tweets and retweets. <laughs> I thought the branding was right on. I don't understand why someone would. It was always successful. But anyway, uh, I'm at Mike Stoyanov, I think. You can definitely Michael me. Stoyanov. Yeah. Am I at Michael Stoyanov on, <laughs> on Twitter? I'm at Michael Stoyanov on Twitter. I guess I'm at, I at Stoyanov on Instagram, but I never go there. So don't go there. That's great. But yeah, that's it. I don't really go a lot of places. And I really I really only tweet about uh, fantasy football. So. That's fine. I don't mind that at all. Do you have any projects you're working on or anything you're working on in real life? No, well, you know, the strike, the strike, we were all on strike, writers and actors, mm -hmm. for months and months, and that just ended. So, like, production is just kicking up again, but I have nothing nothing to report at this point, unfortunately. Nothing to report. Now okay. it's the holiday season, so no one's, you know, Hollywood, they take immensely long vacations and then, like, work a little bit, and then there's more vacations. So there's a lot of downtime. So right now it's a... It's a, we're coming off a strike and it's this, the holiday season downtime. So uh, have me back on oh. February, March, and hopefully we'll have something, something uh, exciting to share. So it's the perfect Sounds time good. to start a dynasty league is what I'm hearing. I was just going to say, yeah. And, and just because I feel bad, it is actually, it is Mike Stoyanov. I apologize. It is. I, do, I double checked. Okay, I fact okay. it is. You are correct. I was, I should be <laughs> trusting you with your Twitter handle. So that makes total sense. I apologize. My Venmo is at Michael Stoyanov. If someone wants to send me money, that's, that's how you do it. <laughs> If you liked his <laughs> advice tonight, folks. Uh, but no, Mike, thank you so much for coming on. We really thank appreciate you. that. And maybe we'll have you on after you get that dynasty uh, best ball started up. And we can kind of <laughs> judge is. your team and well, see what kind of trades we can find for you. the draft and you guys can help me. That's fine, too. Yeah, I don't All mind right, that. that I, we're great. always available right anytime. Hit us up. Hit us up in the All DMs. Right. We can help Drew, you out. Andrew, thank uh, you so but much with that, you can. Oh, yeah. No, great for being here. And again, you can follow us at Dynasty Junkies. Follow the uh, DAP network at DAP underscore network. You can follow me at Andrew Hall FF. You can follow Drew at DR underscore PRA. And with that, I'm going to kick it over to you to get us out of here tonight, Drew. Junkies out.